this very short list of substances that all fit on one page to form everything. And this just blew me away. It gives people a goal to pursue, kind of a pursuit of some sort of meaning. So I'm really quite excited. I've tried a lot of hobbies. Now I'm on the hunt for my next hobby. Some common, some not so much. This week, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe that, the, that it was, you know, the structure of the universe was so simple in a sense. Element collecting. I dust off my imaginary chemistry books to take a look at the periodic table of elements and find out how and where the ingredients to the universe are collected. I felt like if I could do that, then I would have the ingredients to the whole universe. Collecting things seems to be one of the most popular hobbies. But why do we collect things? Is it to preserve the past? Is it the joy of the quest to collect? What's the difference between collecting and hoarding? Well, I read a few psychology journals and blogs to figure it out. And here's what I found. Let's start with the Freud school. Obviously, it has something to do with poop. Apparently, collecting has to do with the need to exert control over the loss of things. A more positive school of thought is the pride that is felt from collecting things and completing sets. Sometimes that includes the recognition or ranking amongst collectors. And it might also be a way of connecting to other people. So. There's also the thrill of the chase, which has a kind of outwitting other collectors aspect to it. There's a case for collecting being stimulating intellectually from learning about the objects, their origins, where to find them, etc. Neurologically, MRIs actually pick up a lot of activity in the pleasure centers of the brain when a collector is anticipating collecting their next items. So what is going on in the brain? Like Dr. Zen said, it's the thrill of the hunt. When you find that thing, like that rare baseball card, your brain releases a hit of dopamine. That tells your brain, yeah, this is good, do it again. But after a while, the brain gets used to it and it doesn't release as much dopamine. Hoarding is when collecting negatively affects reasonable, normal life. That seems to be a blurry line in some cases. Why do I do it? I think we've all collected something growing up. I've collected a lot of things over the years, from hockey cards to wrestling action figures, which I still have in my closet, to video games I never ended up playing, to movies and TV show DVDs back before streaming. A lot like the MRI study showed, I tend to lose interest immediately after collecting whatever I collect. I definitely fall into the group of collectors in it for the chase. I also like to dive headfirst into learning everything about the rare action figure or special edition movie releases. Over the years, I've gone over not only collecting things, but things in general. I blame minimalism and books about tidying up solving all of our life's problems. But I still find myself wanting or needing to do something new, learning about something new, or going on a new quest. This podcast is part of that picture, but that's another episode. When element collecting came up on my list of uncommon hobbies, it immediately piqued my interest because it seems like the perfect blend of learning about elements, a long-term search since some elements are rare, and not being left with hundreds of things to collect dust in one of the many closets in our house. Let's start with what is an element. It's a pure substance that cannot be broken down. There are currently 118 known elements. 94 of those elements occur naturally and can be found on Earth, and the other 24 are synthetic and the result of nuclear reaction. That last 24 seems not only dangerous but hard to get. Actually, it's a known secret that it's basically impossible to collect all of them, but that's part of the chase. Periodic Table of Elements was created in 1869 by a Russian chemist and is the basis for our modern understanding of the elements. 
Already you can probably see why collecting elements is exciting for some collectors. One quote sums it up as, there's something really appealing about having the building blocks of the universe in your possession. So what does collecting an element actually look like? Well, it kind of depends on the collector. Some collect only purest forms of the element, where some isolating happens in their homes. Some only collect what they can find in nature. Some consider collected if it's part of another object, either in nature or in a manufactured product. Some collect specifically made samples for collectors bought online. You can see it ranges from difficult to buying entire sets online. The baby ones cost about $2,000. Yes. The big ones cost about $20,000. Finding the element can be an important part of the hobby as it can involve travel, which has its own memories and meaning. Some elements are just dangerous and sale is very restricted. Uh, thallium is a very toxic element and even a few milligrams of it can, can uh, poison you. Some elements' half-lives are so short it's not even practical to collect as they decay instantly. So where do you start collecting? What element do you start with? I googled that question and found a fantastic guide that you can find in the show notes. It walks you through finding samples of 33 elements in everyday places. Besides that, it tells you about the element and things you can do with it. I went through a list to see what I had in my house and here's what I found. One, zinc. You can find zinc in nuts and bolts or an American penny if you file the copper off. Zinc has a low melting point, so you can actually melt a bunch of them and make your own shape. Two, nickel. As a Canadian, this one's easier since our nickels were 99.9% .9 nickel till 1981 and our quarters till 2000. Our nickels come from Sudbury, where it's said that a meteorite created the basin. Three, tin. If you're into fishing, you can find tin in sinkers. If you're into soldering, you'll find tin solder. Four, silicone. This one is easy to find in electronics. There's silicon and diodes and transistors. Five, carbon, uh, the basis of all life. You can get carbon rods from batteries. Wear gloves if you decide to take them apart. Six, gold. Besides the obvious jewelry, electronics and cable ends have small bits of gold. Seven, silver. Besides jewelry and coins again, apparently coffee makers have silver plated fuses. If you want to find out if something is silver, you can put it in egg yolk in a hard boiled egg and the sulfur in the yolk makes silver blacken. 8. Platinum. More expensive than gold, but you can find it in spark plugs. And 9. Lead. Another win for anyone who fishes, there's lead sinkers. Or if you have a gun, there's always lead bullets. I use pieces of lead used for balancing tires. Lead is pretty toxic, so be careful. As I went through the list, it became harder and harder to find them in my house. I did toy with the idea of going out to find these things, but I don't know. I can't commit to collecting more. I like the idea. I like that each element has a story to tell and there's a bunch of fun facts. I like that there's a big community of pro and amateur chemists who are really excited about it. I like that you can set up pretty cool displays and they don't take up a lot of room. The journey for this hobby is mostly researching online. While I think I'd grow intellectually, I think I need a physical component. It's just so stationary. It's a lot of videos and articles which is easy to jump to whenever I'm in the mood, but there isn't enough of a physical experience. It's much more of a intellectual or mental hobby. With all the other hobbies I tried, there's a physical experience. From the obvious Spartan race and autocross, to the heart-pounding stand-up comedy, even to the feeling of dirt of Dorodongo. Ultimately, I'm glad I looked into element collecting, because at least now I know what type of hobbies are kind of not for me.
Hey, listen, I want you to know that your time is valuable to me. And the fact that you spent it listening means a lot. So thank you. Please remember to subscribe wherever you listen and maybe tell a friend or two. If you've tried this hobby or you have hobby ideas for me, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. See you next week.